listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott. Today, joined by pediatrician Jenna Whitman with Intermountain Healthcare. Thanks for being with us. Of course. Happy to be here. We are talking about teething and some tips and tricks for when your baby starts teething. It can be a real challenging time for parents with the little ones that start teething. Um, you know, sometimes you don't know what exactly is going on. Um, and I know for me, with our youngest son, I felt like he was drooling for months and months on end, thinking at any point there's got to be a tooth coming through. But that didn't seem to be the case. You just kept drooling forever, it seemed like. Um, but what are some tips and tricks that you have? Uh, because, you know, babies can't really tell us, of course, what's going on. And it can be a challenging time, not just for baby, but also for parents. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so what I would say to kind of figure out whether this is teething or whether this is just normal infant behavior is take a look. Take a look inside your baby's mouth. Make sure you're using clean hands, but take a look at those gums. See if you're noticing any kind of swelling or ridges. Sometimes you'll feel a little bit of a lump before you actually see any changes. You also may notice a little bit of blue discoloration of the gum and even sometimes a little bit of a blister over top of that new tooth. And those are clear signs that maybe your baby is actually teething and this isn't something else going on. What you mentioned about drooling, absolutely. Babies drool all the time from about three months all the way through 18 months. And so uh, while drooling can get worse when they're teething, babies drool all the time. In addition, babies put everything in their mouth, right? So it's hard to know when baby's chewing on something and biting, whether this is really due to teething or whether this is just a developmental stage for your baby. So that's a good time to take a peek. And when you do take a peek, can you see maybe some of those, um, some of those things that you described, some of those symptoms, for lack of a better word, uh, how long before that tooth kind of breaks through? If you're starting to see maybe that little blister or um, the swollen gums, uh, the, the blueness to the gums, those things that you mentioned, and what's that time frame of, okay, I'm noticing this now. When's that little tooth going to break through? Yeah. So if you notice just a little bit of swelling on the gums, maybe it's on its way, but I wouldn't expect anything anytime soon. If you were already starting to notice some blue discoloration, if you can see a little bit of white underneath the skin, or if you notice a blister, that means that tooth really is imminent. And I, I would expect it within about three to five days once you start noticing those serious changes. Not with drooling, though. Drooling, chewing, biting, those things can start well before that first comes, first tooth comes in. And so when should we expect that first tooth? And I'm sure just like with every kind of milestone uh, with baby and children and everything throughout the course of life, it varies a little bit. But kind of what's typical? Sure. So teething, it varies a lot from baby to baby. Most babies have that first bottom tooth by about six months of age, some a little sooner and many quite a bit later. It's even normal for babies not to have their first tooth until they're over a year old. I would expect most babies will have about 20 baby teeth, the full set, by about two and a half or about 30 months. But when they get those, it's absolutely variable. If your baby doesn't have their first tooth by about 15 to 18 months, that's the time 
time to call your pediatrician and get checked out and just make sure everything's okay. And with teething, of course, we know, unfortunately for our little ones, it involves a little bit of pain as well. Mm -hmm. And so as a parent, as a childcare provider, as someone watching a little one who may be teething, what are some of the, the things that we can do to help manage some of that pain? Because everyone hates to see a baby in pain. Of course. So that's a question I get every single day in my practice. So I have some tips and tricks. I would say the first thing that I recommend is get yourself some good quality teething rings. I say teething rings specifically because I don't like teething beads. I think they're dangerous, okay? They can be swallowed, so really avoid those. But teething rings are fabulous. They're small rubber rings that have some sort of gelatin substance inside of them that can be cooled in the refrigerator. You cool these for about two to four hours, get them nice and chilly, and then make sure they're nice and clean, so wash them before that first use. You bring them out, give them to your baby. First of all, they're they're fun. They're new. They're a new toy, so baby's going to show some interest. And then, as with everything, it's going to go in your baby's mouth. Okay, so when they bring it to their mouth, it, the rubber on the outside massages those really sore, tender gums, and the cooling helps reduce inflammation. So they're fabulous. The other thing I always get asked is, if my baby's teething, can I use Tylenol and ibuprofen? The answer is yes, actually. In fact, Tylenol and ibuprofen are pain relievers for babies. Now, be sure you're using the correct dosage based on what your pediatrician told you at your last checkup. But you can absolutely use those two things as you need to with teething. Don't overuse them and make sure your pediatrician knows what you're doing. Um, but those are absolutely fine to use. The last thing I usually recommend is distraction. Now, distraction is an amazing tool when it comes to teething. Distraction, I just mean go for a walk, get down on the floor, do some tummy time with your baby, introduce a new set of toys, or take your baby somewhere they haven't been. Something that can get your and your baby's mind off of that teething pain can be an invaluable resource when it comes to teething pain. And what about topicals? What, what's, your, what's your opinion on those? Because I know they can be popular uh, with parents and, you know, kind of the numbing of the gums and things like that. So what do you, what's your take on that? So I get the question, can I use Oragel or some similar medication substance all the time? The answer is actually no. I don't recommend using any kind of numbing creams or lotions inside your baby's mouth. It can be dangerous. The baby can absorb more of it than you're expecting. And if you overuse these things, it can actually cause damage to your baby's body. So I don't recommend these at all. And I think if you use my other tips and tricks, I think you can comfortably manage your baby's pain without using those topical gels and creams. Good advice. And I, I know it's, um, like you said, questions a lot of parents have is, you know, what are the best things to use, what shouldn't I use? Um, so the next question I have is more for moms. Uh, you talk about when those first teeth start to come through, it can be early as six months. A lot of six month old babies are still breastfeeding. So what are some tips uh, that you have for moms when it comes to breastfeeding with teething babies and babies who already have some teeth that have poked through? Sure. So first, I'd like to dispel the myth that you cannot breastfeed when your baby has teeth. 
That is absolutely false. I can tell you from personal experience and multiple, multiple moms that I've helped through that same situation. What I would recommend is that if your baby does start to bite with those fresh new teeth, it can be extremely painful and it can be dangerous, okay? That break in the nipple skin can cause irritation and sometimes even infection. So my recommendation is that first time your baby bites down on your nipple while you're breastfeeding, you stop the feed immediately. Um, that feed is over, period. Once baby realizes that they're not going to continue to get milk, breast milk, while they bite, they'll quickly learn not to do that. I've used this with all three of my children and had great success with it. Because no child's going to starve themselves, <laughs> regardless no, of the age. No, absolutely not. And your baby is smart, yeah. right? They're going to learn very quickly, just as they would any other habits. So this works really well if you just stop that feed immediately. And so... Babies who may still be breastfeeding but are also starting to incorporate um, some baby food or um, some of the rice cereals or things like that, um, as they start to teethe and their teeth start to come in, kind of what foods are appropriate for uh, babies as their teeth start to come in? So I usually recommend that my patients introduce purees or very, very soft foods even as early as four months which is usually before that first tooth comes in. As babies start to mash solid foods with their gums, you can start introducing firmer things like small chunks of meat, vegetables, those kinds of things. But most babies don't actually chew their food with their teeth until well over a year. They use their very strong jaw to crush things rather than actually chewing like you and I would think of it. So I really think that Introducing solid foods has more to do with your baby's head control and developmental status than it has to do with teeth. And of course, dental hygiene, very important, even early on. You know, we wake up and go to bed every day with brushing our teeth and sometimes even in between. But for a baby, when should we start brushing our baby's teeth? So dental hygiene begins when you bring baby home from the hospital. It's really important to start gently cleaning baby's gums and mouth with either a clean, moist gauze pad or a clean, moist towel, okay, every single day while your baby is young. As your baby develops those first couple of teeth, you're going to want to start brushing brushing those teeth with a soft bristled toothbrush and a very small amount of fluoride containing toothpaste. I would say a grain of rice or less. So we're talking a very small amount. You can start brushing once a day or twice a day, depending on what your dentist recommends. And then it's really important as those teeth emerge to get your child in to see the dentist before they turn two. And so we talked a little bit about, um, of course, breastfeeding with teething babies. Other babies who may be bottle fed, and again, this correlates with that dental hygiene, um, they can be a little more susceptible to baby bottle tooth decay. How, mm -hmm. how do we make sure to prevent that? So baby bottle tooth decay is very common in babies, especially bottle fed babies. It can actually even happen with babies who have sippy cups. It's usually because the baby is left sleeping or in bed with a bottle or a soft-lipped sippy cup with something sweet containing sugar inside. So whether it's milk, formula, juice, or something else, the baby is having that bottle in bed for a long period of time. It's that sugar and the bacteria that can grow in that setting that causes the tooth decay. 
So what I recommend to prevent that is number one, start brushing your baby's teeth immediately before they go to bed so that they have a nice clean mouth to spend the night. The second thing, and the thing that I really, really encourage parents to do early is never ever put your baby to bed with a bottle. Never, just don't do it. Make that a rule in your household and don't give in to it, don't. Um, that can do a lot to prevent baby bottle tooth decay. And if you never start doing that habit, it's much easier to avoid doing it as baby grows and gets those first new teeth. It also probably helps them be able to self-soothe a little better too, not going to bed with a bottle or some sort of other, um, you know, kind of tool to help them sleep or fall or relax. Sure. Encouraging those healthy sleep habits, including self-soothing, is really important from the very beginning. So avoiding a bottle is really going to be beneficial. You don't want them to be dependent on that to fall asleep because then you're going to be in a world of hurt later on. <laughs> we don't want that. Mm -hmm. uh, so what about, um, what about fluoride drops? Do babies need them? So that answer actually depends on where you live. So in Utah, there are many places that do not have fluoride in the water. And so a good resource for that is looking to your county's health department website and seeing what they recommend. In addition, talking to your pediatrician. Pediatricians are very used to that question and can answer it based on where you live. And so for people who maybe want some more information on pediatric dentistry and um, where they can find some of this information or if they have questions, if their baby does start teething, where can they go to find this? Sure. So I would recommend going to intermountainhealthcare.org. In fact, Intermountain has several pediatric and family dentist options. And so this is a great place to find something local to where you live that may be able to help. Awesome. Thank you so much for being with us, answering some of these questions and uh, hopefully providing a little insight to uh, some of our parents and listeners who may be struggling or could be soon struggling with that teething experience. We know it can be a challenge, but um, we appreciate your time and the tips and tricks that you offered. Oh, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much. And that was pediatrician Jenna Whitman with Intermountain Healthcare, giving us some tips and tricks for when your baby is teething. And that concludes this episode of the Baby Your Baby podcast. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.